Hey everyone, welcome to the pilot episode of The Supernatural Explorer. This show, I share some in-person and distance Reiki experiences, one that then leads into my ongoing connections with a Sasquatch spirit. Moving forward, I plan on posting new episodes the first and third Fridays of every month. However, with the show being new, I'll try to get the next episode, which will be the official first episode, out ASAP, so you don't have to wait what would be three weeks for the next one. I do hope you enjoy the pilot episode entitled Reiki and the Sasquatch Spirit. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the pilot episode. I went a little into my background in the previous episode, explained things scientifically, and we're going to be moving ahead quickly because next episode is episode number one, or I'm going to jump right into the supernatural. So if you want any a little bit of background, go back and listen to the test pilot where I discuss Reiki and what that is in my background with that a little bit. And now I, in that episode, I talked about my Sasquatch experiences. So I'm going to get to that. Minutes before I was thinking about doing the pilot, this story jumped into my head and I don't know why, so I'll just say it. Maybe it's to give an example of what I experienced when I was doing Reiki with people in person to then talk about how I know the difference between me and what I'm feeling and how I know to trust what I'm feeling. I was given Reiki to a person in person once, traditional, hands over them, they're in the room. And as soon as I put my hands up to start the session, I felt like the life was getting sucked out of me. Now, I don't like to talk to people a lot before I do Reiki besides answer their questions as to what Reiki is because I don't want them to give away any information. I want to give them the session and I want to tell them all the information that I felt. And then I like them to talk afterwards and say, oh yeah, you felt this because this means that and so on. So I'm sure we said hello and she may have asked questions about Reiki, may not have. Most people didn't. Most people, if they came to see me for Reiki, they already knew what Reiki was. So... (laughs) As something tells me, she didn't ask a lot of questions. We did the polite greeting. She laid on the table. I went to raise my hands up to give a Reiki, which is opening myself up to connect with another person. And yeah, felt like the life was being sucked out of me. Literally. Being a Reiki master, I know how to connect with things greater than me. And I let the energy flow through me, not from me, flow through me and to give her what she needed. When we were all done, we were talking, and for an hour session, somebody's first session, I'm not going to disclose everything. How do you tell somebody, I felt, I felt you sucking the life out of me? It's not exactly a positive thing. I don't know how to deliver that lightly on, on session one. So I'm sure I told her everything else, but I kept that from her. And then she starts talking a little. And then this was like a sidebar thing. She goes, yeah, when I'm, it's, it's something weird. When I'm around small children, they always cry. They, they always cry when they're around me. <laughs> then I, I laughed to myself because if you're into this kind of thing, you know that children and animals are more sensitive than us. And if you even know, if you have any gifts or had any gifts when you were younger, you know they were easier when you were younger and then as you get older you have to like reclaim them, come back to them. Or if you were very fortunate, you kept any gifts you had 
uh, supernatural, spiritual, whatever, otherwise through your life. But this woman saying, whenever I'm around small children, they start crying. I wasn't surprised. Like, <laughs> the, the, the sucking the life out of you feeling, I imagine, is very jarring for children. It's, it, to me, that's somebody who's just, for whatever reason, life's not meeting their needs. And that's why that's happening subconsciously, or maybe even consciously, a little bit of an energy suck. And in this case, it was it was overwhelming. But hopefully she got what she needed in that session and and it helped balance her and she she moved on balanced throughout her life because I never saw her again. Oh, so I think the point of me telling that story is I know what my energy feels like. I get into a meditative state where I can feel what is me. I'm able to still my mind. I feel like about three years ago, four years ago, something like that, right around the time I was getting into my distance work. And I felt like that was a gift that was given to me that I could feel people from a distance. Maybe I was given that gift because I was putting a lot of work into, I knew the importance of a still mind in furthering myself spiritually. And so I put a lot of time and effort in meditative practice into doing that. And I achieved it. I'm able to keep my mind still if I need to. And then, it, it, believe me, it could kick into overdrive anytime it wants. I come from the land of a million thoughts, ADHD. <laughs> my mind can think a million things at once, but it's infinitely more peaceful and relaxing. And it definitely able to know, oh, this is my still mind. This is my still energy. This is what this feels like. I know how to keep it that way. And so when I connect with something from a distance, if there's any change in my energy pattern, I will notice it right away. And I know it's not my mind and my thoughts creating energy patterns because I know when my mind is still. I don't play games with myself. I don't try and trick myself. So I think the point of that story was saying, I know me. And well, that was a drastic example, but I, I know when something isn't me. And had the woman not said something, because I was, even though I was a Reiki master, I still knew I, I could have made it up. It was energy really being sucked out of me like the life was sucked out of me. But when she, when somebody, when I've experienced something and then something else happens, that's a confirmation. All right, what I felt was real. Children cry around her, that was real. Okay. For those of you who have heard of remote viewing before, I've heard there's a, there were government programs where, People sit and they meditate and maybe they astral project or something like that where then they can see areas remotely, psychically. I do what I, I do a version of that. I can't see anything. <laughs> I could sometimes see things get lighter versus darker. I've seen things twice that I'll get into another show, but that's not my specialty at all. I'm a remote feeler. I can feel things. And there's a lot of information in that. And episode one you'll see because I'm going to remote feel. Tim from Strange Familiar Site 7. I've never been there before. I haven't even tried to look up and see where it is. I probably live a half hour from it. But I'm going to remote feel Site 7. And if there's something there uh, <laughs> of a supernatural nature, I'll feel it because I've felt supernatural things before. I was called in to work on a house once where they believe some activity was going on. Uh, and again, I, I do all my work from the, the comfort of my home, which is really, really nice. 
But I realize now I'm being pulled out of my comfort zone. I know I'm going to be going out to the field more out of my comfort zone and taking my gifts on the road. Back to the house. I was called in because there was a paranormal activity at this house of a darker nature. And I wasn't giving much information. Again, I don't like to get much information. I like people just to say, I think something's going on with me. Something's going on here. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me anything. Because I don't want to know anything. I want to feel what I feel, tell them everything, and then have them confirm or deny what I felt. I like that. that to me, that's as, as scientific as I can get with what I'm doing. So it's like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. So I asked my my guides and spirits. I'm like, oh, take take me to the house. Let me know. Let me know what I'm gonna feel and what's going on there. Yeah, uh, very dark things were going on there. It felt. I have to look it up again. I felt places where there are dark spirits, entities, whatever there. And I've also felt places that feel like vortexes there. I'll just call like a doorway is open. It's not just one or two things, three things found their way there. It's there's a doorway where things are coming in and out of there, which is I can't wait to connect with Site 7 because is there just a, a handful or more things there or is there a doorway there? <laughs> I can't wait. I, I, it's so hard. I, how do you know it's a doorway versus things? I'll do my best to try to explain everything. I really will. So anyway, I felt very dark energies at this house. I was like, all right, this is not just people feeling stuff. This I'm feeling it too. Uh, there were two, just, I feel like there was a, a, a vortex of sort of doorway there and there was two uh, entities there. One felt very powerful, but it felt like a like an animal, like a dog. Imagine like a kind of a Weasley person who doesn't have a lot of strength, but they bought themselves a really nice. I don't. I, I hate to use pit bull because I know pit bulls are sweet dogs, and it's the way you raise them. But just say they they uh, uh, they bought they had the money to buy like a, a really tough dog. So the dark energy of the house was being led by the intelligent Weasley spirit, but it had tricked or coerced this animal-like other spirit to like do its bidding and be like the dog. And so the the animal-like spirit was easy to have it move on in a way because it's animals, I think in their heart are good. That's just my view of them. Animals react to you. Um, I, I don't know. It, it was like a dog to me, like that kind of thing. And it reacted really pleasantly to the light and the love and the peace that it was being given. And it moved on quickly. And then there was just the Weasley spirit left. And he was taken care of. The vortex was closed and all was good. And then I talked to the person who was experiencing the problems. And when I told her about that, I felt two things. And one was a dog-like. They reported seeing in the window of the house a dog or you know animal like creature so confirmation worked for me i'm glad i don't remember where i brought the story up but i'm glad i did because it got me to talk about vortexes versus just things that are being occupied without vortexes so now sasquatch i know i wrote things down here and there from this point forward i'll do a better job of i guess keeping a journal and writing down dates and what happened I know what happened, it didn't happen, but I'm not that great with dates and times. I'll just, I'll just be honest. And I follow coincidences and signs. Coincidences and signs. That's what I follow. I feel like if I'm releasing myself to something greater than myself and I'm able to still my mind, 
and keep my mind still, then the signs and doorways and everything will be clearly marked, labeled. My path will be labeled before me. And this path led me to Sasquatch, being curious about Sasquatch. So I'm no doubt one of my first uh, hearings of about a Sasquatch-type creature was when I was listening to Dylan at Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And for a while, he was my only podcast that I was listening to because the paranormal, again, was new to me. And he had on Tim the Alley Man. And I'm listening. And I, I caught Dylan late in the game. So he had a bunch of episodes already that he had done. I don't know how many years he's been doing it. Let's see, he's been doing it three years or whatever. I probably jumped in on year three or something like that. So Tim the Alley Man... And the guy's talking about Yowie, and the Yowie's the Australian Bigfoot. Tim saw the Yowie, say, when he was 20, and then he spent, he became Tim the Yowie Man because he was trying to, like, re-see it, re-find it, rediscover it. And so I had had these distance skills. I felt like I was being led to look in a Sasquatch, and I remember, like, looking into the Yowie. and figure, why not? I know how it works since we're all connected biomagnetically, gravity connects us all, the quantum field connects us all, there's all these points of connection. I know that the connection between us is real. What I, I can explain is how when I asked, I'll just say it, I work with spirits, angels, archangels. You can call them what you want. And these spirits, angels, archangels, they're the ones who do the work for me. I can't, I can't really take any credit. I'm more of an observer. Um, even with when I was doing Reiki, you're taught that uh, universal life force, something greater you. And again, I said in the last show, you can call that healing if you want. That's what does the work. You don't do the work. You set up the scene so the work can be done. So with the distance work, they're the ones who connect me. I know we're all connected, but that they can tune me into what I ask them to tune me into is, to me, miraculous. And, yeah, the, the most supernatural thing for me. So, I'm sitting, I get in a meditative state, I clear myself, make sure my mind's still, make sure I'm still, make sure I know what my energy is, and my energy feels like. And I say, please connect me to Tim's Yowie. And I, I can't remember what the Yowie felt like. If I wrote it down, I'll look back. But I remember what information came to me because energy has so much information in it. And the greatest thing I can liken to is that if you have an emotion, an emotion is an energy within inside of you. And if you can tune into that energy, that emotion, it has tons of information. And you're feeling this because of this, this like it has so much information in, in it that when you tap into your emotions it'll populate your mind with why you're feeling the emotion you're feeling and it's i guess it's very much like that so the information that i remember coming into me for the yowie how do i describe this <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I got into dimensionality and that it was a gatekeeper take it for what it's worth that's what i got and i was like oh it's pretty cool and i had formally never looked into Bigfoots, Sasquatches, Yowies, anything like that. I, I'm a believer in everything and that I want to believe in absolutely everything. I come in very open-minded to everything. And I am, you know, it's almost like innocent till proven guilty. I believe in it until it's proven that it doesn't exist. 
And I found that works very well for me, especially connecting with angels, archangels, spirits, divine spirits, stuff like that. Yeah, the belief works very well for me. It has served me very well in my life. So that was a cool experience. And then from that, I was like, well, you know, Yowies are over in Australia. The Paranormal Thoughts podcast, Dylan's over in Australia. I'm in America. I'm over in America. Um, why not try Sasquatch? So I'm sitting and meditating and I say to my divine team, hey, connect me with Sasquatch. I may said something like the nearest Sasquatch that's open to connecting or something like that. I can't remember again. I hope I wrote hope I wrote it down somewhere. It doesn't really matter too much, but and I, I say, connect me with the nearest Sasquatch that may be open to connecting. And I immediately felt this overwhelming sense of peace pour over me, peace and calm. Now, in, in a meditative state, I'm already peaceful and calm, but there's different subtleties and layers, and you could say there's infinite subtleties and layers to energy and anything. I mean, think about light. That's on, we see light on a certain spectrum, but the spectrum, any spectrum goes above and below into infinity, I imagine. So there's a, the, you know, what we can hear, we can hear stuff within the spectrum, we could see stuff within the spectrum, and we could feel stuff within the spectrum that's traditionally thought of as ours being physical. And this peace and calm I felt was kind of outside the normal of even meditating for 30 years or so, like, of what I ever felt. Yeah, no, not when I really spend my time connecting with angels, archangels, and stuff like that. That's similar too, but for like, I guess a physical thing in quotes, I'm connecting with the Sasquatch. What I felt was very strong, very powerful. The peace and calm, the level of it, the strength that caught my attention. I was like, you know, wow, that, that was, you know, a switch. That was some, that, so that encouraged me. So I, at next night, same thing, connect me with, please connect me with that Sasquatch again. And I sat there and I meditated and, and same exact thing. Like, wow, that's something. And again, having not really looked into Sasquatches at all, like I could have, I could have thought them uh, scary. I could have thought them something else. I could have, but it's, I, I, I believe, and through my years of experience with the work, it's not what I think is going to happen. I genuinely believe when I say connect me to something, I'm experiencing what I'm being connected to. And so that's what I felt. And yeah, and I, I try and, as I said in the last episode, I try and remain open as possible, but also an eye out for the skeptical. Well, you could have made that up in your head, Kurt. You could have made that up in your head. You, 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 I know you believe it's real. I know you think it's real. I know you'll even say you know it was real. But maybe, you know, so I always do keep that door open too. Because I, I think it's the only rational way to live. You can't just... You can believe in things, but I think to believe everything without questioning, also questioning everything and to, to the point where you know is... As a slippery slope, I think it's dangerous. I think balance is important. And me always keeping the door open up of, of maybe you made that up in your head is healthy. But while at the same time, me believing absolutely that it was real, that it happened. Hope that makes sense. I think it's a, it's a balance. All of life is a balancing act wherever you are in your life. Whatever's going on for you, balance, I think, is key. So this is my way of balancing. So I was forming 
in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, a relationship with whoever the Sasquatch was. And then one night, soon after that, I'm brushing my teeth and I inhaled a giant glob of toothpaste right down to my lungs. And if you've ever even had a tickle in your throat and say you're in class when you were in school and you were taking a test and everyone was trying to be quiet and you had a tickle in, in your throat, could you keep yourself from coughing? No. If you have a cough reflex, you can't keep yourself from coughing. You can't. I don't care how hard you try. It's going to like torture you until it comes up. And that's just like a tickle in your throat. I had a glob of toothpaste go down deep into my lungs while I was brushing my teeth. And I started uncontrollably, like a reflex, obviously, because it was probably partially blocking my breathing. And I was uncontrollably coughing, trying to get it up. And the thought popped into my head, Try connecting with the Sasquatch and giving yourself Reiki. Now, <laughs> yeah, could that be my mind? Yeah, but that's such an odd thing. Like, why didn't the thought come into me? Like, go find your wife and see if she can help you. Or, uh, you know, just just keep coughing until it comes up. Why did that thought come into my head? I don't know, but I'm glad I did. I put my palms up towards myself to give myself Reiki. I, like, balanced myself the best I could to to open myself to connect with the Sasquatch and as soon as all that lined up for me and I'd say it took about five seconds it was like there was nothing wrong with me it's like something elevated my vibration my energy and I was sitting there with my hands up and nothing was wrong with me I didn't have any reflex to cough and I think I believe I held it for a minute to two minutes not fighting a cough not anything just feeling like again peaceful calm and physically totally fine and I was like, whoa, wow. I lowered my hands. My energy dropped again. And there was nothing different from me. The toothpaste was still down. I started uncontrollably coughing again. I raised my hands up again, connected with the Sasquatch energy again. My energy raised and I was totally fine again. Lowered my hands. My energy lowered. I was coughing my head off again. I got the point by then. I kept my hands down. I coughed up the glob of toothpaste. And I was fine. And then I sat afterwards thinking about it. And I'm like, all right, I connected with the Yowie. I got the sense of interdimensionality. I connect with the Sasquatch, feel peace, 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 peace and calm, peace and calm. I'm choking on toothpaste. I connect with the Sasquatch. It elevates me to me, obviously, to a point where the physicality of such things doesn't matter anymore. Toothpaste in my lungs doesn't matter anymore. I'm elevated. I Now I'm uh, up to date on Sasquatch. I was listening to this. It's going to take me a while to get the terminology names and even shows and people down. It's going to take me a while. I'm, I'm sorry. Please bear with me. But I know I was just listening to a show and someone was talking up another podcast because now I can't get enough. <laughs> I was listening to yet another podcast and someone was talking about people he knows who are hunting and they had put a few bullets into a Sasquatch and the Sasquatch fell down for a while and they said it sounded like the, when the bullets entered the Sasquatch it felt like bullets were going into water and when they went over to check on the Sasquatch the Sasquatch like jumped up and ran off so to when I think of hearing that story and think of what happened to me. Sasquatches have seen, based on what people say, and then the the Barbara Stroop, Stroup, I hope I'm saying her name right, 
video of the like predator-like cloaked Sasquatch, they seem to have the ability to be here very physically, be in between in like a cloaked state, or totally not be at all disappeared. And my belief is that even when they are here physically, appear physical to us, can touch us, can break the tops of trees off, can throw stones and everything, their inherent quality is still there vibrating at a frequency, uh, a vibration, where certain physical things like bullets going into them doesn't matter so much. I'm sure it jars them. It obviously knocked this one down, but that it got like a few shots in it and it got up and ran off and i think the shots were like in the chest or something like that so the thing got up and ran off like i think there's something to all of that that speaks something to me and then of course after that i went to connect with the sasquatch yet again and i'm sitting there and i've only heard like heard like someone's talking to me while i'm meditating thing two things ever and then there's, when I, I connect with things, I get downloads into my head. Just tons of information comes into my head when I connect with things. When I connect with energy, tons of information comes into my head. And then there's like in between, I'll call it my mind's ear, where I'm not hearing something physically, but it's not a thought either. It's clearer than a thought, but not as clear as somebody literally speaking in my ear. And I call that my mind's ear. In my mind's ear, where I was connected to the Sasquatch, I heard Tuscarora. Looked it up. I saw it was a state forest in Perry County in PA. I'm like, wow, is that an invitation for me to go there? So I got excited about that. So that's where I went to. I went to that area. I heard somewhere that the Sasquatch is like chocolates. I bought like a giant chocolate bar. It was winter winter time because I remember there was snow on the ground. I found a rock that was, and the chocolate was in a package. I stuck it under this rock, and I was only a, probably a quarter mile in from the road, and then twenty feet off the path. So, probably for people who really look for Sasquatch, I imagine they go a little deeper into the woods than that. So, yeah, amateur hour. I don't really know what I'm doing. I remember I went there. I dropped the chocolate off. I went back like two weeks later, I checked and the chocolate was still there. And then I wasn't, nothing else Sasquatchy was happening. I wasn't getting any signs. I got into UFOs for a while. And then stuff even died down with the UFO stuff. And I'm in like this holding pattern of, all right, universe, where are you leading me? What's the signs? What am I supposed to be doing this? I know I know, I was getting signs to create the Supernatural Explorer podcast because I got the name on Instagram. I got the Gmail account. Uh, I started setting things up I started lining things up and that happened through signs believe me if I I did just what I wanted to do I have a million ideas in my head I really only do what I get signs to do and what I'm led to do otherwise I wouldn't have time for everything else there's no way so I'm in a holding pattern and I'm listening to Tim from Strange Familiars I'm listening to his Pandemonium episodes He's talking about going to Pandemonium in the woods. I I know he's in Pennsylvania somewhere. And he's going to a ghost town. This is what I'm I'm getting from the show. He's going to a ghost town. A lot of weird happenings there. But it seems ghost-related and stuff like that. He's camping overnight. And then I listen to Pandemonium Part 2. And it 
goes quickly. He never, I don't think he ever says it, but he's definitely alluding to it. Sasquatch activity, Bigfoot activity. And I looked up where the pandemonium was, and I'm sure he said it on the show. I'm sure maybe it's even in the details, but I didn't hear it at the time. I'm telling you the way I experienced it. I look up where pandemonium in, is, and it's in Tuscarora State Forest. And I'm like, oh my God, I was meditating with, and the, and the Sasquatch called me Tuscarora. Tim went there for the, <laughs> to go to a ghost town and he's getting Sasquatch activity. I'm like, that's a sign. I'm sorry, that's a sign. And and then of course I look back on the show and I think in the, in the opening minute of the show, he mentions Tuscarora, but I'm telling you, I didn't hear it. For me, for me, it was all amazing and a sign. So that's what that, those are my Sasquatch experiences. That that this is like brings us up to date. I listened to that episode a week ago. I've just reached out to Tim. He's written me back. I told him my idea. I want to go to Site Seven distance wise. Like I'm going to distance feel Site said Seven. I'm going to. Uh, divide. I don't even know what it's like. I guess I'm going to draw like a square or a circle. I'm going to do north, south, east, west, probably even north, east, northwest, southeast, southwest, and the center. So like probably nine areas. And I'm going to do the best I can to map it out and tell people what I feel and tell Tim what I feel. And he's been there a million times. So he could tell me like, yeah, that's pretty spot on. That's not spot on. I don't mind being wrong. I don't mind checking stuff out and finding out, well, no, no, what happened is not what you think would happen. Your experiences were different than our experiences. I don't mind putting myself out there. I feel like I've been giving gifts. I got to test them. I got to, if, if I'm going to grow, I got to put myself out of my comfort zone. Uh, I've done this stuff anonymously in the past. Now you know who I am. Kurt Becker. This is what I'm doing. I think we're good. Hopefully this thing's still recording. Hey, it is. This is the pilot. The time is nigh. Episode 1 of the Supernatural Explorer. Up next, checking out Tim from Strange Familiars, Site 7, From a Distance. Hope you join me. Till then, everyone. Peace.